which injection can help you lose more weight, semaglutide versus terzepatide, also known as Wagovi versus Zepbound. That's what we're going to talk about today on this episode of the She's Healthy podcast. Before we dive in, I have to give you my medical disclaimer. My name is Lori Aikman. I am a nurse practitioner in the state of Florida. Uh, I do prescribe these medications, but this podcast or these YouTube videos are for informational purposes only. So make sure that you are consulting consulting your doctor uh, before you make any changes to your health. Welcome to She's Healthy, a podcast for ambitious women on their journey to become the healthiest version of themselves. I'm your host, Lori Aikman. All right. So if you've been listening to these episodes, um, thank you so much. This is our third uh, episode in this ending up to be four-part series on semaglutide and terzepatide, the weight loss injections that are super popular right now. Um, so if this is the first episode that you are listening to, we're talking about, Hey, which of these, you know, these, we've got these two medications now, which one's better, which one can help you lose more weight. If you are thinking about using a medication like this, um, and then we're going to wrap it up with, uh, part four, the next episode of this, we're going to be talking about the safety. I think that is the biggest concern that I hear from the women I'm talking to is I want to take these, but I'm not sure if it's safe. What if I have side effects? So that's what we're preview, what we're going to dive into next time. So let's dive into this episode. So just quick overview. If you, again, if this is the first one you've listened to, you want to go look back and listen to the first episode in this four-part series where we talk about how these drugs work, but semaglutide and terzepatide are, um, incretin mimetics, which I know probably like, what the heck does that even mean? But what these injections do is they stimulate hormone release. We have this natural hormone release. We eat and our body naturally releases these incretin hormones. So GLP-1 and GIP. So semaglutide stimulates GLP-1. Terzepatide stimulates GLP-1 and GIP. Um, so these are, you know, that's how that works. And so the, these, these hormones, when they are stimulated, they help us to lower, bring down our insulin levels, blood sugar levels and insulin levels, which helps with weight loss. Uh, they also help slow down digestion and they affect the part of our brain that tells us like where our cravings come from and hunger and stuff like that. So that's quick overview of how these work. Um, and I wanted to, this is actually the second time I'm recording this because I recorded it before and I, um, Sometimes I go kind of off the cuff. I'll tell you on these where I'm like, all right, let's go. I got this. And I, I kind of messed up the, you guys would know, probably no one would know, um, that unless you know this research well, you like, no one would know any different, but I just misquoted like which study, what came from anyways, I just decided to redo it because that's just how I do things. I guess that's just me, but okay. So we're going to talk about real quick. So semaglutide is branded as Wagovi. You might be familiar with the name also Ozempic. Okay. So these are the weight loss shots. So again, those are, those are GLP ones. That class of drugs has been around since the mid two thousands. I want to say it was like 2006, seven, eight, somewhere in there. Okay. But semaglutide has been the one that's been most effective in helping people lose weight. And so it was FDA approved as a like obesity class drug. So specifically 
semaglutide branded as Wagovi is FDA approved to help people lose weight. Okay. Then we have terzepatide, which was just FDA approved a few months ago. It was FDA approved in uh, November 8th to 2023. Okay. So I'm recording this now in January of 2024. So terzepatide again is like the evolution, the next class of these drugs where now we're targeting two hormones, not just the one that the first class targeted. Okay. So terzepatide Again, and just to review, these medications started off to treat diabetes because of the way they affect the hormones and specifically the insulin levels. So that's why they were first used to treat diabetes, but then they found, oh, this is helping people to lose weight. And so now we have, you know, terzepatide, same thing, was first used in people with diabetes, but then we found, okay, these people are really losing weight too. So now... Terzepatide is FDA approved. The brand name is Zepbound that's FDA approved for as an obesity class drug. Okay. And these are like details. I'm going to kind of like explain some of this stuff too, to just make it easier to understand. So quickly, you guys don't probably can't care about this, but when we look at stuff like this, okay, how does the FDA approval happen? You know, and, and two, which one do we, which is working better? We have to look at the evidence. We have to look at the data. So the step trials, so they have in, in medicine now, we've gotten to the point where, so these step trials, I forget what STEP, so it's STEP is an acronym. And the, you know, that the, there's a series of trials that studied semaglutide and its effectiveness in obesity. So specifically to help people lose weight, that's the out, main outcome that they are looking at. Um, then we had, so then they developed terzepatide and now terzepatide, uh, so terzepatide, the, they have had these, the trials, the, they're called SURPASS, you know, it's the acronym again, S-U-R-P-A-S-S, -S, was looking at the effectiveness of, ter of terzepatide for diabetes. And now this next set of studies or trials, the surmount trials are now studying the effectiveness of terzepatide for obesity. And this is in both, and just to clarify, this is in both diabetic and non-diabetic patients. This is something I talked about in one of the previous episodes is I've had people say, well, I'm not, I'm not taking a diabetes medication because yes, they are using diabetics, but that same mechanism helps people lose weight, even if they don't necessarily meet that criteria for diabetes right away. So something else just to explain is that you do have to understand. So these medications have been developed or at least, you know, they're owned now by Eli Lilly is a pharmaceutical company. So Eli Lilly has funded these trials, right? Because they have these drugs, they know they work, they want to sell them. All right. So now they have to do the, now they have to do the clinical trials to show, Hey, these drugs work in these cases so that FDA approval happens. And then everybody, you know, everybody wants these drugs now, right? You, it's, they are hard to get a hold of. Um, but just so you understand, like sometimes with, with, you know, medical research, we look at that. Is there any bias? Is the, are there any, so, so yes, these drugs, these trials, excuse me, are funded by the company that is selling these drugs, but they're, they're still effective. I'll tell you that. It's not like they're like, there's so many studies now that like, oh, yep, it helps people lose weight. Yep. Their blood sugar gets better. Their insulin gets better. So it's, it's not that, um, you know, 
I, I do think these drugs are still effective and that it's not really, it's just something to note, okay, that the pharmaceutical company is funding these trials too. Okay, so, and just to clarify, like for, especially for me, I practice in the state of Florida. Florida has specific guidelines for obesity class drugs. And these these trials kind of follow along with those, those things. So we in the state of Florida can, we can prescribe obesity class drugs. So cl uh, drugs that help people lose weight, um, as long as they have a BMI of 30 or greater, right. Is the, now the, if that's a worldwide de definition. If you look at like the world health organization, you know, the definition of obesity is a BMI greater than 30, which, you know, what about Arnold Schwarzenegger, you know, or like just that type of person, like a huge muscly person right there, have a high BMI too, but it's all muscle, not fat, just commentary. But, and then, so we use these medications, anybody that has a BMI greater than 30 or a BMI greater than 27 with a weight related comorbidity. So they, somebody could maybe have a, be overweight, not obese, but they have high blood sugar, they have high cholesterol, they have high blood pressure, they have, you know, we have all these other weight related comorbid conditions that, you know, okay. And that's part of what we do in, I will tell you in medical weight loss is we're looking for, okay, well, we know that helping this person is going to help improve this other outcome. You know, helping this person to lose weight is also going to improve this other, you know, joint pain, things like that are going to improve with the person losing weight. So quick review of some studies. So the surmount one trial. So the first of the surmount trials, again, these are the ones that are, are showing like the effectiveness in weight loss for terzepatide. Um, basically it studied the effectiveness of some multiple different doses. I think it was, uh, five, 10, 15, it might've been a two and a half, but so terzepatide, typically you start at 2.5 and you titrate up to a max dose of 15. So the study had different groups of people who got terzepatide at different doses. And then they also had a placebo group. So they had a group of people who were getting, I don't know, saline injections or something. They weren't getting any drug. And then it looked at how much weight these people lost over time. And basically to sum it up, the, the, you know, everyone did lose some weight. I'll tell you the placebo group lost like 3% of their body weight, um, where the higher doses of terzepatide, uh, I believe that it was the 10 and 15 milligram group lost over 20% of their body weight. So basically the higher there, they are very effective for weight loss. So the higher the dose, the more weight the person lost. Okay. Then we've had, so now there's all these other surmount trials that are studying, okay, weight loss in people that have diabetes, weight loss in, you know, and just different, okay, well, if somebody's already lost weight and then they give, you know, we put them on terzepatide, does it help them maintain their weight loss? They're doing all these other studies now, which is great because that means we could potentially use this drug in more people, you know, than we are able to right now for FDA approval. Um, something to, I forgot to mention about that just to note. So we have, again, we, I talked about the FDA approval of these drugs to be in those obesity classes. I will. So sometimes in medicine, we, uh, we give drugs for off label uses. So that was happening before people were getting, so Monjaro is, is this is a brand name, a brand name for terzepatide. 
Manjaro was being used in diabetic patients, but we saw that it was helping them lose weight, right? People saw, okay, well, these, these drugs are really helping people lose weight. So people were prescribing Manjaro for people to help them lose uh, weight as an off-label use. Like even though maybe they didn't have diabetes, but they were obese, they were prescribing them Manjaro knowing that it was going to help them lose weight. Do you get what I'm saying? Even though it was, even though it wasn't FDA approved for weight loss, for obesity management is, you know, how they label it. So that there, it's not like in November, we just, okay, now we can, use, you know, people were already doing this, but they do that with other drugs too. There's off label, you know, we start to find, okay, well, you know, there's, that's how even the evolution of some drugs get, like some drugs initially get designed for, I'm trying to think like, um, I have history personally of migraines and people in my family and patients and stuff too. So there are, there are lots of medications that are used for prevention of migraines. One is, is a seizure class drug. It's for, you know, people with epilepsy or seizures. One is actually kind of a beta, it's a beta blocker. So it's a lowers heart rate and lowers blood pressure. Um, that we use to prevent migraines. I think these are technically FDA approved for those uses now, but, but that's kind of how the evolution of drugs happens as we see, wow, we're seeing this other outcome improve when we use this drug. And so then we start, you know, then they go through the studies and the FDA approval process. So, um, okay. So we talked about the surmount one trial. So yes, terzepatide is very effective. Then there's been some other, um, there was another systematic review that looked at a bunch of different studies that met all their inclusion criteria for weight loss. And basically it, the drugs that it compared to it compared, and, and I should say, so a systematic review is not an actual study where people are giving, people are getting drugs. What a systematic review is, is some researchers are looking at the results of other clinical trials and saying, okay, well, what are, what do the results, this one, I believe it was five different studies. So it looked at the results of five different studies and said, and then like looks at those, the results of all those studies together and says, okay, well, what are all these trials telling us? What conclusion can we draw from all of the evidence that's been gathered by these, you know, different trials? So that systematic review looked at the effectiveness uh, for weight loss of semaglutide, dulaglutide, zenatide, and terzepatide. There might've been liraglutide in there as well. I don't, I haven't had it in front of me and now I don't know where it went and I don't want to spend time here digging through. But basically what that systematic review found is again, looking at semaglutide and those other GLP-1 agonists Remember, remember terzepatide is in a different class. It's GL1 and GIP, okay? So the systematic review showed that semaglutide was the most effective GLP-1 for weight loss, but that terzepatide was more effective than semaglutide for weight loss, okay? So we have the data showing terzepatide is more effective, terzepatide is more effective, terzepatide is more effective, okay? Um, but then there was another study. I just thought I'd bring it up. Um, they're not exactly sure, you know, basically from this study, there, I think there was only one done so far. Again, this is a newer drug, but they're just trying to figure out, okay, well, why 
why are people who take terzepatide losing more weight than the semaglutide patients? What is it that's going on? And their guess, the researchers guess was that, um, that it like lowered appetite more that people who were taking terzepatide were ended up eating, just eating less food. And that's why. And so this study, um, looked at, it was over 28 weeks and every four weeks, the patients had to weigh in. Um, so the, and I'm sorry, it was a group randomized to semaglutide and terzepatide and they had to weigh in every four weeks. So they're looking at their body composition. So they're looking at the fat, the weight loss, the fat loss. They're also looking at, they had the patient's um, do a satiety score. So how hungry are you? And it's a series of like four questions that is like, how satisfied do you feel? How hungry do you, you know? And, and, and so it's a subjective, it's, it's having you say, well, I'm this hungry and, or I'm not as hungry or I'm more hungry. Um, so because right there, like, there's not a, I don't know of a more, so we would call that like quantitative way to, um, to measure like somebody's hunger. How, like, how do you measure that? But what they did do was, I believe it was ever, I can't remember the intervals. Um, but they had these people sit down for a, it was a 45 minute buffet style lunch. And basically they measured the caloric intake. So that I don't, I'm curious how they did this. Like, did they measure every, like, Oh, you want a serving? And then they measure, you know, like I'm, I don't know exactly how they measured the calories, but they let people sit down and eat at a buffet. And then they measured, who knows, maybe they measured like their plate, you know, without any food and their plate with food anyways. Um, and they measured how much energy, like how many calories the people ate. And what they found was that even though the patients with, who got terzepatide, did lose more weight than the patients who got semaglutide there, there, they didn't actually eat any less food. Um, their, their food intake was the same. And I believe their hunger scores were the same too. So it kind of left like that was their guess, but then it was proven wrong. So it was like, okay, back to the drawing board to figure out, okay, what is it about terzepatide that is causing people to lose more weight? So Long story short, if you're considering, you know, if you're considering taking one of these drugs for weight loss, um, terzepatide has shown to be most effective. Now, of course, the next, you know, episode we're going to talk about, well, okay, safety, you know, is what are the safety concerns with both of these medications? Is there one that is safer than the other or has more concerns than the other? Um, I think it would be, you know, I know for me, that would be my question. Like, well, if I'm going to take one of these, like, What's the better option that way too, you know, cause I could lose weight, but if I have all these side effects, is it worth it? Um, but I just want to, my goal with these episodes, you know, these podcast episodes is to, you know, educate people. Cause like I, I had a woman at in clinic the other day who, um, was like, well, I've, I've heard of Wagovi, which is like Ozempic. So I'm going to take that one. Right. And that was her reasoning for taking it. And I'm just a person, like, I want to know why I want to know. I want to know the evidence. I want to know the data. And obviously I need to know as a person, you know, as a healthcare professional that is prescribing these medications, I need to know the research, but then this makes you like an educated consumer or patient too, right? It's like, okay, well, this one might be better choice for me because of this. So, um, the other point I wanted to make is that, 
Um, another benefit, so terzepatide, you know, we're okay, we've seen terzepatide is helping people lose more weight. Um, the other thing to consider again, these drugs are very popular. I mean, we literally in clinic have, have people calling and like, can you prescribe this? Like there are literally people are looking for these drugs, especially, you know, it's the beginning of the year, like, okay, I'm going to lose weight, you know? Um, but something to consider. So cost is a factor with these drugs. So right now, semaglutide and terzepatide are available as the brands Wagovi and Zepbound, which are both Eli Lilly drugs, as we said before. So to get those drugs, right, they are, so Wagovi is approximately, if you don't have insurance coverage, which not, it's people who have like work for big companies that have like great benefits, they are getting their meds covered. If you work for a smaller company, um, you know, that's when the meds are, are not covered. So people who do have insurance coverage, they're not as expensive, but if you don't have insurance coverage, your out-of-pocket costs for Wagovi can be anywhere around, like somewhere around a thousand dollars a month. Your out-of-pocket costs for ZepBound, and I'll tell you, I'm not exactly sure why, is around $500 a month. I'm, not, I'm just, I'm assuming like that, I don't know how some, you know, that, that drug is cheaper to make somehow. Um, and, but something to consider, and a lot of people are doing this is you can get these drugs from compound pharmacies. So you can get semaglutide, right? You can't get the brand Wagovi, but you can get semaglutide and these, these drugs are not available as generic. So you can't get just semaglutide from a compound pharmacy. What typically happens is they, it's semaglutide mixed with B12. So a lot of times when people are in a weight, you know, do a weight loss program or they're trying to lose weight, they might take, they call them a lot of times lipo B shots, but they're getting B vitamins or B12. And so a lot of the compounding pharmacies sell semaglutide with B12 or terzepatide with B12. And I will tell you, this is much cheaper. I, just because of what I do, I like see these ads pop up on social media and it'll be like one month supply of terzepatide or semaglutide for like 150 bucks a month. So if you want to go the compounding route, that is a more cost-effective way to get these drugs. And a lot of people are doing this. Um, and, and compounding, like I, I talked to one woman about this one time and she was like, oh, I don't know. Like, it's not like you're, I don't know. You're like, you know, I don't, and maybe it's the type of person you are. Maybe you like only buy brand and you don't buy generic at the grocery store or something. But I think if you're getting your, if you wanted to go that route, if you're, as long as you're getting it from a reputable compounding pharmacy, there are certain pharmacies that are like prescribing these a lot and have a higher supply. Um, you particular, like we have a local compounding pharmacy and I actually have a friend that's a pharmacist there. Um, so I know that they, you know, just conversations we have, I know that they like follow all the criteria that they need to, to be, you know, have their approval to stay calm. Like they have to meet certain standards to be compound pharmacies. So I think as long as you're getting, you know, your medication from a reputable pharmacy, that's a great way to go to get these drugs in your hands and help you have a leg up and get that weight moving. So I could go on and on and keep talking again. Next episode, we're going to talk about the safety side of things 
if you've listened to this today and you're like, okay, who are you? How can you help me lose weight? So again, I'm Lori Aikman. I have a, I'm a nurse practitioner. I have a telemedicine practice in the state of Florida. Uh, so at this time, I'm only working with patients in the state of Florida. We will be expanding outside uh, Florida in, in, you know, upcoming months. I can, I don't have an ETA right now. But if you are somebody in the state of Florida or you know somebody in the state of Florida who's looking for a provider, um, what I am doing is I'm going to put our wait list so our practice will be up and launched and ready to take patients literally within the next two weeks. We should, we, you know, February 1st was our anticipated start date. I think we actually might beat that and be open a few days before then. But you can go to the link in the show notes and join our wait list if you're you know, watching this early on before um, we open. If you are catching this episode after we open, open, that link will change to a link to book an interest call with the practice. So either with myself or somebody on the team to um, just hear what you're looking for and to see if our practice suits uh, your needs and we can help you. So anyways, if, um, you know, if you have not, if you've been listening to our podcast or watching our YouTube and you haven't uh, subscribed, you haven't left us a review, I would just please ask that you do that just because it helps our videos to move, you know, or our podcast episodes to move closer to the top. So when somebody is searching for, um, you know, topics that we talk about, we're going to show up higher, just helps people, you know, get more of the help and information that they need. So anyways, I will catch you in the next episode. Have a great day.